0: You mean this devil child? There's no point whispering after that bloody loud intro. <laughs>
1: I turned it down, and you to yeah, have 110%, like it and people still moan about it. It's just no please, people, is there? 110%?
0: Yeah. I mean, did you, you just. You, <laughs> I used to, you turn just it to 11,
1: as they said on. You know, I've never actually watched um, Spinal Tap.
0: Neither have I, but uh, I do know this one goes up to 11.
1: Yeah, that's about all I know about Spinal Tap.
0: Why not make 10 louder? <laughs> Yeah, but this one goes up to 11. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It makes sense. I really need to stop looking at eBay for, like, uh, 30-year-old used ISA graphics cards. But because we've got a show. Got, we have got a show for you. and boy, We've got Antarctica news. News about Antarctica. We, we're going to do some loose ends with the Dennis Nielsen thing. I haven't, uh, even, I haven't
1: even opened. Um, I haven't even opened. Unsolved mysteries, United unexplained mysteries.
0: That's the one. Oh, DB twenty-five parallel port printer PCI controller adapter card. It's in black.
1: The poor old, the poor old D, the poor old D live listeners. I haven't even bothered start I haven't even started D live yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fuck's sake, Emmy. There we go. That should be. They
0: should be ready to start on. any second now. Hmm. Yeah. So, as as uh, you guys know, I'm interested in Antarctica and I reckon there's some weird things going on there. And many years ago, I saw photographs of Antarctica and I was like, that's a pyramid. What's a pyramid doing there? And then it turns out there's like people sort of doing spooky just, posts like it's saying. It's
1: just your mind making patterns that aren't there, Hobbit. You should know this by now.
0: I know. Like, like the face on Mars, it's mm. just, you know, it's, it's just Photoshop, that's all it is. I'll tell you what, though, considering how bloody boring Mars is, and how they always touch up the images to make the planet look red, yeah. why, would, why would they have gone like, yeah, it's all incredibly boring, except the face in Cydonia? Yeah. Which then they, they've then gone on retcons and just saying, What's oh, th- look, it's muse- just...
1: What do, they, what do you think of that muse sung, Knights of Cydonia? Good song. Uh, uh, I, I, th- I think Muse are incredibly overrated is that controversial
0: no it's not because I always thought they were quite a boring band
1: apart, well, from, ten that, years apart ago from that Nights, Cydonia, Nights of Sidonia is a good tune I'll give them that yeah
0: oh mm.
2: well,
1: they might have found Loch
2: Ness Monster Hemi
1: oh yeah we we went over that I think we went over that one last week uh, we had our we? Loch Ness Monster expert didn't we uh, ah yes yeah Yeah, this is a new article this
2: came out on tuesday oh okay mystery object picked up by sonar in loch ness Mm. this is on unexplained mysteries nice the compelling image shows what appears to be a 32 foot long object 500 feet beneath the surface it was picked up by Mackenzie while he was skippering the Spirit of Loch Ness. So there's a guy out there, a film director or something,
1: yeah, called Ronald we'll McKenzie. have to yeah,
0: yeah, he was trying to convince me that like uh, the Sardinia thing was just you know ra- it, it's just random just random mountain range bro it's not real bro yeah
1: oh it's just random bro
0: yeah just look at I it from I a different angle bro. It,
1: bro uh top <laughs> wants to know if there's any stories of mysterious child doxing cases tonight i uh, uh, well, heard about one <laughs>
0: well you you, you you say that uh top here's something completely unrelated to what you've just said but well, i'm <laughs> gonna pretend it's a response <laughs> uh, I've got this thing, um, I, in fact, Hemi, it's in the uh, audience. If you want to read along with this, uh, it's in the 14-word chat. And I, it's it's uh, forwarded, it's a PNG, and um, it's it's there for, for the perusal. So if, if you'll indulge me, I'd like to start off 10 minutes of just reading this stuff off from... From 4chan. Yeah, it's a, it's another 4chan thing. Uh with with all the things about Antarctica and uh, it's a good Should one. We it really is.
2: Should we indulge him, Emmy? Well
0: We're if you there, can, can it. you indulge oh, I was yeah, gonna say yeah, could garnish. you indulge me in half a minute because um it's got like in half uh, a minute? Yeah, because another log on the fire yeah, yeah, it's it's getting cold here and uh, Hobbit hole, you know, it's not, it's not okay. gas central heating, you know, it's got to be done the old fashioned way. Anyway, that's all done now. Um, okay, guys, that might post as you will. I have been refraining from posting this for some time, even back in the older days of Antarctica on and Pole several years ago. I figured now is a good time as any. I stopped myself from posting because I feared gang stalking and being tricked. Shall I just get back to the bit where it's like talking about it? My launch of Antarctica comes from a best friend of 50 years now. I hate now. the
1: preamble. I hate the preamble in fucking in creepy places. Yeah.
0: So he, he comes from a friend of 50 years now. His friend's hot shit, and he's, he's nothing, but they're still friends. The point is, he's a 31st-degree mason, and he has lived a life way beyond what I can imagine. Despite this, yours comes to visit, blah, blah, blah. This comes from him. His story hasn't changed. Nice, you took your your mouse cursor in the screenshot. I appreciate that. Uh, they only told me this roughly five years ago. Told me shit that would be happening in less than a decade. This starts with religion. First, I rolled my eyes, but as he talked more, it sent shivers up and down my spine. Oh, it's spooky. Ooh, spooky! It's spooky, spooky screenshot time. Spooky! So it's it's spooky skeletons. So the Masons have been in charge of controlling and releasing information to a public at reasonable levels. That is what they told me the majority of this Masonic duty entails. And the first piece of media they altered was the Bible. A major part of the Bible is cut out from revelations, revealing where the Antichrist and the beast would emerge from. He said the section they cut out was the most important. Um... So the revelation stated that the last Antichrist would be the total opposite of Jesus, spreading disease from an old age which turned most humans into zombies or some weird shit, he said. Anyways, he said this Antichrist was trapped in a frozen wasteland with magnificent buildings and was being held captive by kilometres of ice. He doesn't know exactly if this is an individual. Even the Masons think it is a virus of some sort. The Bible didn't specifically state but he said this is where the saying comes from when hell freezes over. Hell is already frozen over. Once hell is defrozen, then the real hell will be unleashed. He told me these temples in Antarctica have been explored by a group of people in control of the government. The same group is doing crowd control methods all around the world. Have been digging, hoping to find this antichrist buried in Antarctica because some believe it is the key to immortality. For another small section of the Bible did refer to the everlasting life, Garden of Eden, being hidden right beside this Antichrist. I don't remember that. But anyway. And in order to bring about the last days, it had to happen anyways. So teams have been digging, blowing up shit, covering up, stopping this. Americans really like the using shit in inappropriate uh, times. Uh, Like, why can't you just say blowing stuff up? But anyway. Stopping visits, though he said you can visit the outside ports of Antarctica, only those who will ever get to see, only those who know will ever get to see those temples. And constantly destroying any information leaked from this expedition. He told me several years ago, some Russian thought he found a portion of the immortality, I think that means a potion of the immortality, and injected himself with an ancient virus they discovered in a valve in one of the temples. He even cringed when talking to this story and said the guy... I'm sorry, I'm reading it as he writes it, so you have to apologize for it. It is, (laughs) it is, it is. And said the guy instantly turned blue and froze over. Everyone ran out, and when they returned, his body was gone. Now they only work in those giant radioactive suits. He said they had to replace him with a body double to avoid drawing notice or some shit in his real life. He went into great detail about how big and complicated those temples, and he calls it a giant big city, expand across the entire continent. He said from one temple where you enter there are hundreds of rooms, hallways, traps, all types of symbols, and shit on the walls. It doesn't specify what kind of excrement. Large books of ancient texts no one can read, Vials upon vials of random liquid which they can't even remotely identify, so most contain living organisms in these vowels and they protected behind large traps. Shit from Indiana Jones. This guy likes excrement. It's only when I read this out. I realize how badly. It is. Do you ever do that thing where you read it silently and then when you read it aloud, it sound, it's all wrong. Yeah, and you stumble Ain't over
1: it because you're. Uh... Yeah.
0: Yeah, because you just have to deal with 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 like some ninety IQs uh, writing. <laughs> He said they've already lost over 500 people exploring and now they're using robots. So if you remember in previous episodes, we talked about robot exp- exploration of these temples for the prosthetic medical equipment. But when he, instead of saying shit, I'm going to say well, what's, what was it? But burger is so complicated, you have to move blocks to open doors, solve riddles. I don't know. He said it's truly a giant mousetrap. That's what he means. I'm going to say Berger because he's a colonial. There are keys and legends on the walls, and a single room can contain up to 100 different keys for solving to open a trap. It's crazy, Berger, and they have to the smartest people uh, working on it. They send in third world people to go open the doors when they think they solved I it. I hate when people it,
1: write in like a talkie style.
0: I I, it. It, yeah, it, it is annoying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's... Per- it's burger I still don't know what to make of. So some other stuff he told me. Most movies and books are representing what they will happen when it's discovered. Like Transformers, where Frozen Bot forgot his name. And all these zombie movies. And all this other burger in the media. I'm not sure if you guys care. Essentially, I have crazy stories from all these years. A lot of examples I forget because of our drunken binges. But this is the gist of it. I don't know if it confirms anything for you guys, but it's my two cents he carries on some more he said the Game of Thrones one of the only shows i watch, so I can relate to what he says shows what they think will, yeah shows what they think will happen when they discover this antichrist they aren't sure it is but White Walkers are meant to get normies ready to fight against possible zombie outbreak why do they oh, think it is soon do you know, I,
1: know. I really hate fucking um, conspiracy theories that are literally film plots I don't
0: Oh, but, uh, but don't worry. This gets better. You, you, you'll. I think you'll like this, Hemi. It he can't uh, be I bring... any worse. <laughs> I, no, I, I do. I do think it gets better. Um, and he well, says,
1: "Average says it. You know, says it can only get better." Hobbit.
0: Uh, okay. So a quote kept repeating from the Bible was: "After the war of wars and after the winter of winters is when everything would happen." He think the war of wars was from World War II up until now, non-stop fighting across the earth. And the winter of winter refers to the ice of Antarctica decreasing and opening up parts of Ireland still frozen. Another crazy fact, he said they know, is there will be a Jesus or Christ right beside the Antichrist and you will get to choose when it is first discovered. He think it will be two vials beside each other and you'll have to drink one. After the Russian, they put a ban from ingesting any burger from these temples to prevent anything from happening. It's truly a cluster of burgers of arguments because everybody wants to be the first to keep discovery, but they're in disagreement of what to do with all these random vials they keep finding. He said that each other has random living organisms inside of it, and it's, I don't think that's what random means, but anyway. <laughs> and it's bacteria and viruses. The whole, we have li-
1: a whole like, bag of. Organisms, and they just sort of threw random ones into the
0: I'm pretty sure these are organised in a certain way. It's not just <laughs> randomly distributed across the temple. Uh, it's bacterium viruses, which we have never seen before. Burger, which makes apple rot in minutes. A monkey explodes diarrhoea and shaking to death. But the coolest thing, he said, is there is a frozen giant skeleton in golden armour in one of the temples holding the skull of a giant reptile, which looks to be over 30 feet tall the giant, and the reptile head is roughly the size of a van, it's incredible to see and unbelievable. He mentioned some Jewish TV show on TV called The 100. I haven't seen it. But he said the leader takes a chip or drinks something which gives them the recollection of all the knowledge previously, a bit like June then, and lets them control the others with their minds. That is why they think this is immortality vile. That is what they think is in the Immortality vial. So the media and burger they keep releasing is just them theorising everything and making entertainment of it. It's funny because it's truth in the way he said, and the public just eats it up. One, a long binge... I don't think binge. they
1: up do the 100, because they it on like E4 or something.
0: I, I don't know. <laughs> Which means wh- no wh- fuckers
1: watching it. So, no, they don't eat it. I was just
0: going to say, I've never the heard of the 100. Needed. Yeah. So on a long binge, he did tell me everything they found so far. It must have been hours he was talking, and lots of burger just went through me because it was so unbelievable. Aside from the traps, the walls are covered in symbols and images. Burger, which has supposedly happened. Burger, which hasn't happened. And burger, just no one knows what to think about. He said these images, through drawn in some ink, which looks like it's printed on a piece of paper, has predicted many events recently. And the Illuminati card game, I've got that somewhere. I don't know where. Maybe I gave it to my friend. This piece of 4chan, I do enjoy Freds about, are actually, he says, this is him saying it, were actually pictures on the walls of these temples. He said they look so lifelike, even though being drawn, that they had to release them in the game because these events were coming true over time. And they keep do, which is scary and crazy. I think he means to say, and they keep coming true. For them, it's just another piece of media which flies over the heads of the population, but for them, it's a giant timeline. He says, there's tons of burger hidden in media, which they find unsubtly high, but it doesn't matter to anyone because we just keep consuming burger and not caring. Nor would we care unless we saw it in real life. I was amazed when you mentioned this game because I actually own it and took it out and we played for hours. Well, you don't really play it for hours. You, you can play it for like half an hour what or so. Games, anyway illuminati it doesn't take hours to complete unless you're a moron in which case it does <laughs> i think he's admitting he's uh, a moron hobbit he kind of is isn't he yeah. he explained it i wonder if this is it's like, like it's like, like the best
1: it's like the best creepy creepypasta i've ever heard
0: hobbit but but at the, same, at the same time i'm wondering if i i genuinely believe he has a 31st degree f- uh freemason friend and he's just like yeah here's my simple friend who still lives in the same town i grew up in and like You know, I'm this big shot, but he's, you know, he's just the retard I talk and confide into. He explained a burger ton of cards which happened, and cards which they think will be happening soon. He said each and every card is a picture from the wall, and nothing is made up. He said the card game is a giant timeline leading up to the end or discovery of Antichrist. Every time they open a new room or different section to the temple, it is littered with more images. He mentioned a burger ton of other games, movies, shows, books, and other stuff, which they hid stuff, but I can't remember all the names. They aren't sure, but they constantly try hide these hints in TV. For them, it's like a giant mess of information they're constantly working on. He said the pictures are one thing. There are hundreds of books and scripts which contain burger no one understands.
1: I just said, I love Hobbit-heavy shows. He must look forward to this all week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I actually I've been looking forward to reading this up for some time. <laughs> he mentioned like um, the the ninth uh, of uh, November was in the temple several times. You know that's what the Americans refer to as September eleventh. And the mobile and phone, it did.
1: and the mobile phone uh, hieroglyph in there as well. Do you remember that one?
0: Oh, that's windings. That's a Windows uh, font windings. Yeah, you you put. Um, 9-11 into it, and so you get, like, planes and two towers. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. They no, did I'm attempt sure to prevent... a
1: hieroglyph of a mobile phone. Isn't there, like a, like, a petrified mobile phone as well?
0: Oh, I don't know about petrified mobile phone, but I've seen hieroglyphs of helicopters and what looks like someone set by a computer with a CRT. <laughs> so I'm just thinking they're ancient Egyptian shit posters. Um... So he says, they did attempt to prevent it, but somehow there was a group in the government which made it happen because of interests. They even hinted on The Simpsons and several other shows it was coming. But the public can't make connections or believe anything. He says, the more burger they release, the less likely the majority of the population believes. Instead, they focus on working, shitting, eating, and making money. It's just nothing but entertainment. And then Son here says, So, what you're saying is Conan the Barbarian is a documentary, Fire and Ice is a documentary, Deus Ex is a documentary, Rhapsody is a documentary, Lords Remains is a documentary, Nirvana is a documentary, and Odin was right. I don't know who Odin is, but anyway. This is what he said. He said, There is a connection between how much burger from the temples they put into the media, the more likely it is to be successful, even the symbols which are littered across media. Hey, I have a drink every time I say burger. Yeah. Uh, Come from these temples and other temples throughout the world. But in these temples, they appear hundreds of times in random order, like a language. It's not random order, but it's like a language. So they just throw it out into the media and we buy it up. Not even they know what it truly means. But they just keep feeding our media with it and we just keep consuming it. They have no idea whether these stories happened or will be happening either. There is no order in how they appear in the temples. It's all scattered, so they are scared that there are beasts hidden deep down in the temples. Another interesting figure said was you cannot look through the walls. So normally they could use imaging and radar and other technologies to map out temples. These ones just appear as one giant black blimp with all the technology they attempt to use. They are literally mice in a mousetrap making their way through this maze. piecing together, lots of info and hoping to get lucky. The amazing... We're almost to the end, by the way. I'll need a drink after this. The amazing part, he said, the temple is how complicated it is constructed. From the 500 people who died, 400 are still missing. So the puzzles and burger you do to open doors actually open up traps where you fall into or some burger. And those 400 have disappeared in the temple somewhere and not a single one has been found yet. They fear they have become infected with the zombie virus for the symbols showing death, yep, death all over the temple, but they feel once they reach a certain level, they will find all of those lost in a weird state, dead or infected or something. Also, there is no noise in the temple when you talk, it's very flat tone, like Hobbit reading from a 4chan post. <laughs> and there are no outside world noises. I, like
1: a, I, I, found, I found that 800 year old mobile phone and it's from a website called market business news so you know it's definitely like top website
0: oh yeah i can always trust market business use for reliable information it's, it's like in a dead science, silence,
1: and it's in their science section as well
0: oh well then it's doubly confirmed yeah it's like a dead, dead silence which makes it really fucking scary to work in <laughs> most of those who are deceiving will not enter the temples under any circumstances that's why they said the third rolls going and try to open Berger up. He said it looks incredible, like a man holding up a dog. Oh, this is in reference to the uh, uh, giant holding of the reptile thing. Like a man holding up a dog by its tail. It's almost the full length of him, but the skull is huge. He said the most important stuff has been removed. They keep the fluff, which keeps people calm and going to church. This is in regards to the Bible. Everything in the Bible is true, with many parts missing. He actually mentioned that Noah's Ark was based on Antarctica, and they expect to find some evidence of it once the snow melts. A part he mentioned was that the Antichrist was at war with God, and this is why he got frozen. But he said that God isn't what we think he is. He's not a man, but a living organism capable of hive mind-like thoughts, which can see the future. So God warned Noah of the flood ice age coming, but didn't warn the Antichrist. I don't know, because it went over my head as he was talking, but he said these two have been at war for a long time, and the humans are just vessels which they use. That is why Christ and the Antichrist will be located near each other. He said that the Matrix told the story as the blue pill and the red pill. One will be the Antichrist and bring about death, the other will be life. They admitted they have zero clues as to which is which, and they are in the temples. There was a giant power struggle in those working on the temples because many are offering to be test dummies, thinking they will get immortality, but many are scared of what will come about. And then it just says, um, I don't know, Anon, I'm trying to recall word for word what he told me, I'm doing my best. He said it's like the body is the temple or some burger. You said you are what you eat. Like you consume a virus and it can control you without you knowing. That is why you're trying to tell me Christ and the Antichrist were. And that is why Christ actually translates to body. So Antichrist is antibody, saying it which goes against us. I don't have the answers you seek, just information what's going on. So there we go. That took half an hour to read out. I thought it was only going to take me 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've said burgers in like, so many times in, in that Ridiculous. space of time. It's a lot of burger.
1: <coughs> I was just showing that mobile yeah. phone hobbit John. I'm looking at
0: it. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Just um, Uno Card Games says, I've been dragged away from Auto Trader. Yeah, yeah. I've, um, I was uh, having a lot of fun looking at Auto Trader the other day. Yeah. Mm. Oh, God, that? yeah, that's a mobile phone.
1: It, well, apparently, it was and, found in Austria.
0: And it's got cuneiform in it, which you see in the Middle East.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. So the Nokia 6110 is, in fact, the Babylon phone. actually,
1: it actually looks more like uh They're also saying it looks like the, uh, um, the the old Ericsson. You know, the speaker bit at the top looks like the old Ericsson. But that actually... Oh, yeah. I think that actually looks more like a 3310, doesn't it? Well, a they, they've got a...
0: I was going to say they got um, a sixty-one ten next to it, um, and it's sort of bulging at the sides a bit, like it. I don't know. It's just yeah, c- cuneiform. But the interesting thing about that is what you're telling me—it's got like solid stone buttons on it. Yeah, what would phone?
1: Represent- I don't. I assume it's a representation of one, isn't it? Like. If it was if it was real, <laughs> let's assume if it was real. I think it's a representation of a mobile phone, isn't it?
0: I want a mobile phone with stone buttons.
1: Yeah. Pull up, Ancient oh shit, just want my stone phone.
0: Ooga booga. I want to call Grug on my stone phone.
1: Oh, Hobbit. What do you think to this one then? Preserved brain cells found in Vesuvius victim.
0: Oh. What does oh or mean? is it one way? Is it with is like they, they get his last memories? So it's like, I hope no one assumes we're, we're homosexual lovers. I'm literally just holding on to someone in my last <laughs> moments of life.
1: Uh, scientists have discovered the preserved brain cells of a man who died during the eruption of Vesuvius in 79 AD. It is perhaps the best known volcanic disaster in history. <laughs> history, kat- a catastrophic event that buried countless thousands under huge amounts of choking ash and most famously the entire Roman city of Pompeii. Uh, vit- the vitrified remains of the volcano's victims, some of which were found still standing in the same positions they were in when the devastating pyroclastic flow hit the city have been the subjects of study for years and have taught historians much about what life was like there before the disaster now scientists studying the remains of a man who was found in the 1960s on a wooden bed in the nearby town of Herculaneum as revealed for the first time preserved brain cells turned into a glass like material after the searing temperature of the eruption combined with the rapid cooling that followed immediately after this process of it, we talked about that for something else, didn't we? The the hot heat turning stuff into glass. I can't remember what we were
0: talking about. Is vitrification? Yeah, it, it, there's um, there's like ancient castles in in Scotland uh, or, or sort of before castles even forts, and the stone walls in there have melted and vitrified and. The, the sort of thing which can do that is like lasers plasma or nuclear bombs Then mm. doesn't just you, you can't just like put a, um, some like logs underneath and mm. the, the, that doesn't happen with stone No. ah Okay. So, so um, they're
1: saying this process effectively froze the noro- the neuronal structures in the brain, keeping them intact. The evidence of a rapid drop of temperature witnessed by the vitrified brain tissue is a unique feature of the volcanic processes occurring during the eruption, as it could provide relevant information for possible interventions by civil. Pr- so, it, as it could provide relevant information for possible interventions by civil protection authorities during the initial stages of future re- eruption, said study lead author Pierre Paolo Petrone from the University Federico II in Naples.
0: Yeah, Jay Warden. He says I'm having a burger tomorrow for dinner. Now I. Ah. <laughs> <I, laughs> uh-huh. That that's neurolinguistic programming. I've put a spell on you, but <laughs> funny enough, I um, yeah. This I was week's, thinking this
1: week's ep- this week's episode is brought to you by uh, by McDonald's burgers.
0: Oh yeah, actually, we we are brought to you by McDonald's, the the discerning choice of racist connoisseurs everywhere. Um, my mum, it's my birthday tomorrow, so my my mum said, uh, let's go out and have some dinner. So I'm going to get a burger. Uh. Um, where was, uh, did, did, I really regret looking at those photographs of the uh, ancient mobile phone because whilst you did that I found uh, someone's modded an ancient uh, mobile phone into a uh, media centre PC which does voice over IP calls so you can use the handset it comes with to, to make calls <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it into uh, Grub and glory so Oh, it's just yeah. a Russian
1: a Russian woman is selling a wish granting cat.
0: <laughs> uh Oh. I mean,
1: Did you want to do this story then?
0: No, no, I'm I'm interested. Um
1: listed on Russian classified ad pa- platform Avito, the magical feline which goes by the name Vint Vincik is being sold for a whopping $127,000 thanks to its wish granting powers. Uh she's had the cat for nine years, which means I th- I think there I think there's a vet bill vet bill a huge vet bill incoming, isn't there? I think that's why she's selling the cat. Oh, have you seen this one? The uh the spy boat that washed up on a Scottish Island. That's a spy boat, is it? Yeah. Oh, is that solar panels? Yeah, they're solar panels. Well it looks like solar panels on the top. Uh, Scotland's Coast Guard has been attempting to solve the mystery of a spy boat found on the remote Isle of, Isle of Tyree. Events began on September 28th when the Isle of Tyree Coast Guard rescue team was called out to investigate... An Is that the boat.
0: ancestral homeland of Laura Taula?
1: Could well be, could well be. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: Where anyway, the gravy
1: comes from for a bank statement. <laughs> <laughs> Events began on September the 28th when the Isle of Tyree Coast Guard rescue team was called out to investigate an unidentified object that washed up on the shoreline. The boat, which was relatively small and covered in solar panels, was unlike anything they'd seen. Perplexed, they posted up photographs on Facebook to see if anyone could determine what it was. Members of the public quickly identified the boat as an autonomous wave glider, most likely one built by Boeing Liquid Robotics, a company placed in based in california used by various scientific organizations government agencies as well as the u.s navy and british royal navy these surfboard sized boats are capable of traveling thousands of miles exactly where this one had come from and what it was doing still remains a total mystery and to date nobody's come forward to claim ownership of it it's even possible that it ran aground while on some sort of secretive spy mission if that were true however, it's unlikely any any country will will come forward to claim it
0: Interesting, and I'm guessing there's probably not going to be any easily identifiable serial numbers hidden amongst it, because there was a thing recently: uh, a a bomb fragments were found in a church in Armenia, Hmm. and uh, it corresponds to a NATO serial number. So they reckon that uh, Turkey's been helping the Azerbaijani's. To uh, attack the Armenians, so Muslims in NATO going up on Christians.
1: Yeah. Uh, what else we got?
0: Not that I uh, like care for Armenia, but you know they are Christians.
1: Senator, so former Senator Harry Reid has said that the UFOs interfered with the nu- U.S. nuclear program. Well, that's quite that's that's quite a common story, isn't it? UFOs knocking out um, nuclear weapons, isn't it? Yeah, oh,
0: there, there is one bit of speculation I wanted to tie into that post before the retardation landed my brain. What's that? Um, before uh, sort of Donald Trump got elected, but then uh, there was like a few months of time where Obama was still in power because you get elected and then there's an inauguration like the next year. Um, so in that time, John Kerry, who was the head of state which I'm told is the highest, most senior diplomat position in the US government, went to visit um, Antarctica, ostensibly because, oh, I just really wanted to support the scientists and what they were doing there. So he went to Antarctica, and then he went to a bunch of um, countries in, in Latin America, as they call it, South America now. And it's just like, why is the head of state, a diplomat, going to Antarctica? He's He's not got any science background. So, so why is he there? And all I suspect is is that they've woken something up, and that's why he was there to negotiate and say, like, we on the US also with all the babies you want to rape and more.
2: They woke that's... up predator.
0: Well, or they woke up the thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah, For I reckon
2: it's it's between Do the think thing actually or I COVID. Actually, is the thing could be.
0: I don't know. I, th- I, think, I think Covid's like, ah, we, this will ha- how we get the, um, the New World Order in. And, you know, we'll, we'll scrap uh, international travel because we don't like the plebs flying about.
1: Uh, Stephen J. James has said, My grand said to let you all know that no white guilt has banged out another instant masterpiece Crucible, Child Patriot, American Victory. She says, to be honest, you have to be very high IQ to understand it.
0: Yes, the humour in it is very highbrow.
1: God bless, God bless Nana James. <laughs> uh, do you remember the Solway Firth spaceman that we spoke spoke about in the UFO episode, Hobbit?
0: The Solway Firth,
1: the little girl with the picture and the bloke in. Can- oh
0: yeah, she she was drawn. Yeah, that was it. She was, yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry.
1: So a photograph taken during a family day out in 1964 would go on to spawn a decades-long mystery. It had been a family outing like any other. Firefighter and photographer Jim Templeton had taken his five-year-old daughter along to Burg Marsh overlooking the Solway firth in cumbria england and had brought his camera along to take some pictures when the image with images were de- developed however a strange spaceman type figure was visible behind his daughter's head in one of the shots despite the fact that nobody of that description was president at the ti- present at the time was pe- pe- at the time the picture was taken what do you mean so there wasn't anybody in a beekeeper's u- uniform <laughs> Mm. According to Templeton, the only other people that were there that day were two old women who were sitting in a car some distance away. I took three pictures of my daughter Elizabeth in a similar pose and was shocked when the middle picture came back from Kodak displaying what looks like a spaceman in the background, he said, or a beekeeper. Over the subsequent decades, the photograph, which has become known as the Solway Firth Spaceman, would go on to appear in various newspapers, books and TV documentaries. The image became synonymous with the notion that the Spaceman was an alien visitor that, for whatever reason, was invisible in person, but which showed up in the photograph. Templeton was even visited by two men in black, however, he believed they were frauds. So what did he manage to capture on that day? According to co- to a contemporary analysis, the most likely explanation is the figure is actually Templeton's wife who had appeared on other photographs that day. The white spacesuit is actually an overexposure of her light brew dress. And the visor is her dark bobbed hair.
0: There we go. It's swamp, swamp gas over Venus.
1: Swamp gas over Venus.
0: An- another myth busted. We should be paid for this. Yeah.
1: Do you wanna do the one about the fifty nine coffin topic? So I've got to go and get some more tissues.
0: 59 coffins on a dead man's chest. Yo-ho-ho, ho, bottle of rum. I'm in the wrong server. I need to be on the... um. I need to be on the 40M the, the words. That's it. Oh, sorry, I'm on Tuesday, show one oh. Unexplainedmysteries.com. Yeah. Let's see. What have we got? Crows may be self-aware, new study claims. Now, this is a Ooh. story for... Oh, Yeah, I'll do about the crows, yeah. So, researchers believe that crows may be one of the few non-human species to possess a form of self-awareness. Members of the Corvid family, which include ravens, crows and jays, have long been known to possess a remarkable level of intelligence with the capacity to remember human faces, solve puzzles, navigate complex environments and even hold funerals for their own dead. Now, according to a new study, these remarkably brainy birds may actually possess a form of consciousness seen only in humans and a few select primates. I wonder if dolphins are self-aware? Um, in other words, they may be aware of their own sensory perceptions. To determine this, researchers headed up by animal psychologist Andreas Nieder, from the University of Tübingen in Germany, conducted experiments that involved monitoring the brain activity of crows while exposing them to various visual stimuli. The study required birds to peck a coloured light when they saw a figure on the screen. Of particular interest was the fact that birds' responses suggested that the presence of some form of secondary mental process indicative of a higher level of awareness. This was evidenced by the way the birds responded to figures, which were much fainter on the screen. Nerve cells that represent visual input without subjective components are expected to respond in the same way to a visual stimulus of constant intensity, Sydney, Hang on, these Germans, let's do it again. Nerve cells that represent visual input without subjective components are expected to respond in the same way to a visual stimulus of constant intensity, said Nida. Our results, however, conclusively show that nerve cells at higher processing levels of the cause brain are influenced by subjective experience, or more precisely, put your subjective experience is. So, uh, there we go. Crows. They they know what's about. They're... Um... Oh, and there's some even some comments. Um, are any of these comments... Uh... Oh, here we go. So, th- this this is done by someone with a fox avatar. He says there's a terror recounted by a COVID guru, John Marzou... Marzou its name is about M-A-R-Z-I-U-F-F. What are you reading now? One of it, oh, it's a comment underneath this article. It says, crows Where aware.
1: you still reading that one?
0: Well, I'm just in the top comment. It says about ravens working with her against other species. Um... She's, he said, he writes a so woman I think in Colorado was outside her house when she heard a raven making a lot of noise. She looked around and saw a cougar stalking her, and then ran inside. She thought the raven had saved her life by alerting her to the cougar. But Marzue thinks the raven had drawn the cougar to the woman, hoping to feast on their remains when the cougar had finished with her. This interpretation fits in what we know about ravens working with whoa women. Woman? working with wolves to find prey for them and draw them to it. Wolves are clever, but I think it may be more accurate to say the ravens are using the wolves, controlling them to an extent even. So, yeah, there you go. Ravens are clever, clever birds, and I... I gave comfort to a dying raven once.
1: Fucking hell, Hobbit, that sounds dark.
0: Well, it it was dying, and uh, I gave it a drink... Uh, I didn't kill it, though, because I thought maybe it'll fly away. Have you done ghost photographed in Old Scottish Cemetery? Do you want to do that one?
1: Uh, It just looks like some sort of uh, overexposure to me. I don't know. What do you think, Hubbit? I want to believe. It looks
0: rather ghostly. Yeah, I want to believe as well. So if we don't read the story... Yeah, but if
1: you look at that thing above, that kind of looks like a skeleton face thing, doesn't it?
0: I'm, I'm just looking at the photograph on, on this thing, and perhaps can we show that to our audience?
1: Yeah, it's yeah,
0: there you go. Yeah, and uh, to, yeah, to me, it's um, it could be a double exposure, but it does look like an ethereal, translucent face, yeah, staring out all alone, mm.
1: all alone. Nobody and loves him,
0: it, no. Oh, there you well, go. He's, maybe he's been put
1: on Reddit by a Czech photographer. I don't trust any of those Eastern European ones.
0: If it's on Reddit and if it's a Czech photographer, then no, it can. Well, it's just Photoshop, then, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, if 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 you're gonna have a beer, I too want a beer. I've got some Czech beer.
1: Love you. I'm I'm on the cause. i I've Been buying the cheap cause again.
0: Oh, uh, I went in, and it was actually—it's one pound fifteen for a half-liter bottle. And have you ever had Budvar before?
3: No. Nah.
0: It's—it is. A, I know it's not from Belgium, but it is my favorite lager. It's really good.
1: Uh, UK's UFO refi- uh, files ref- reveal West Midlands sightings. Um, uh, recently declassified government documents include almost two dozen reports over Worcestershire. Back in January we reported the Royal Air Force has announced that rather than sending send UFO reports to the National Archives it will be releasing them to the public uh, a move hailed a significant step towards a step forward in the search for the truth behind the phenomenon. Since then, reports detailing UFO cases over several areas of the country have been revealed, including 21 historical sightings over Worcestershire, England. I feel like I should say Worcestershire, England, because you don't really need to say Worcestershire, England. Worcestershire. Worcestershire, England, between 1997 and 2009. One such case, which was reported in 1998, involves multiple witnesses who observed extremely bright oval-shaped objects and round white objects in the skies over Evesham and Kidderminster. In another incident, a bizarre object, described by witnesses as the shape of a teddy bear, was sighted passing over Bewdley, Hereford and Worcester. Bright star shaped objects have made multiple appearances too, including over Malvern on New Year's Eve 2001 and later over Worcester in 2002. The following year, as many as eight spherical objects were were observed that's ball lightning and were observed moving in a straight line over Droitwich. This was long before Elon Musk's Starlink satellite program other anomalous objects spotted over the air include a v-shaped formation of rapid moving noiseless lights over malvern in 2009 and an orange craft over evesham later the same year to date no conclusive explanation was found for any of these sightings (laughs) have i uh have i blown everyone away with that
3: have i
2: What do you reckon? Weapons testing or something?
1: Uh it's not that far from it's not if it's Hereford, it's not far from the isn't isn't there an uh, RAF base, isn't there? Bryce Norton.
2: Uh yeah, I think so.
1: Could be testing. RAF. Hobbit's vanished. Hobbit's gone. The
2: Hobbit's dead. There's RAF Hereford. Or oh, RAF Creeden Hall.
1: Uno, a card game, says crows will attack you proper if you take their eggs. <laughs> What's it Uno been up to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't <it? laughs> What are you doing, Uno? <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh,
2: Unity Uni- uh, Uni- Valkyrie Mitford said you've had that cold for a while now he, know, he hasn't get, got it anymore get, he emailed it to
1: me <laughs> I just get snotty on a podcast it's a uh, that sucker or, dope, <laughs> dope, or did dope movies and shows but he's exactly the same he gets snotty when he podcasts I don't know why I've just always had it you've given uh, me a
2: fucking cold haven't you you prick
1: <laughs> evidence of life it's like <laughs> that fucking uh, it's, what's that film the one where they, where they send the devil to each other down the internet I can't remember what it's called
2: yeah,
0: uh, you got mail. Ah, uh,
2: yeah. Her, I think that's the one.
0: Is it her? Because that—that's like uh, the devil in it. It's no, that's like...
1: where someone gets AIDS down the internet.
0: It? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Are we talking about millennial woes? Yeah.
0: Oh, have you ever? Have you not seen her?
1: No, I've never seen They'd... it.
0: <laughs> There's this man whose job is to write love letters for, for couples. Um, so he ghost writes love letters, and that's his job. And there's this operating system, which is a lot like Siri, and he gets it on his computer and he falls in love with it. And then she falls in love with him and hires a prostitute. And she just, like, uh, the prostitute acts for all the motions. It's a bit like Blade Runner in that sense. Yeah. But she's like filling in all the lines, oh, and then no, the, the prostitute's more than a prostitute. The prostitute's like a a surrogate lover. She's so like, hi, I'm here to facilitate the love between you and your artificial intelligence.
1: Is it more like? <laughs> it, is it more like that? Uh, uh, Rockstar? Is it Serrano De Bergerac? I
0: I, do, I think it's worth watching, um, even if you just put it on an episode of Dope Movies and Shows oh, just if you to do, say, wow.
1: Well, uh, together in Electric Dreams, I think it's called just called Electric Dreams. Have you ever seen that one, Hobbit?
0: Oh yeah, but if you do, please watch Candy Two Thousand because that's actually the same premise, but it's good.
3: <laughs>
0: Have you seen Candy Two
3: Thousand?
0: No. Ah, oh well. In that case, you should watch Candy Two Thousand, then watch her and tell me which <laughs> is the better film.
1: Uh, right. So, did you did you know uh, data collected during the Nationalist? During a NASA mission in 1978, could also point to the presence of phosphine. Are they still banging on about fucking phosphine on Venus? Jesus Christ! If I read that, once <laughs> more, I'm gonna. Oh, phosphine! But they never explain what phosphine does. If I read this one more time, <laughs> uh,
0: these Nazi... people will have a reckoning.
1: Nazi shipwreck could it could it contain amber room? A uh, Polish oh. diving team has discovered the final resting place of the missing, the World War II era steamer, the Karlsruhe. The ship, which was last spotted on, at the former German port city of Königsberg, now Ka- Kaliningrad. Did you know that? Is of particular interest to historians because of the possibility that it still contains gold and other valuables stolen by the Nazis during their occupation of oh. Europe. And they still Isn't banging Kaliningrad... on about that one? Are they?
0: Isn't Kaliningrad the exclave of of Russia, which used to be um, Prussia? It's like yeah, I was
1: going to say it's um, it's it, with a name like Kalin, Kaliningrad. It's obviously been taken over by the Russians, isn't it? Let's
0: ha- let's have a look at. Um, yeah, because it, it's really weird. You just sort of go. You, you Holy
1: I, I can see why they're looking for this. There is a chance that it could contain the long-lost Amber Room, an extravagant Russian treasure featuring walls adorned with priceless amber panels, gold and pearls. Regarded as the eighth wonder of the world, it is now estimated to be worth in excess of $275 million.
0: Hmm, nice. Ooh.
1: you reckon we should be getting our, getting we, our diving uh, suits on? Should we get a boat, lads? Yeah,
2: should we get a for <laughs> some wetsuits like
1: <lads>. that? <laughs> we'll uh we'll we'll get one of those uh one of those old fashioned diving suits and send DNA down with a bit with a long pipe. Yes.
0: It'll be fine. Yes. Yeah.
1: We'll gaffer tape it together, it'll be alright. Yeah, it will be fine. Oh dear, what else have we got here then? Uh we're we gonna start doing some content. Oh, hold on. There was was one story that I put in, wasn't there? Did you see that one I put in general? Those lol dolls. Lol dolls? Oh, yeah, that was
2: a bit... um, I saw that and was like, yeah, I need to have a nap. A
0: lol doll? Yeah, lol doll. Uh, Some parents discovered that
1: plunging some lol dolls in iced water revealed... I don't want that. Uh, revealed lingerie or bizarre symbols such as slices of pizza. There's a look at the dolls and how they fit a wider agenda. I mean, that's the one on the right. I think that's like a slice of pizza tramp stamp, isn't it? Because it's the back of the doll, isn't it? Yes.
0: I can't make it out.
1: It's a slice of pizza. The crust is on the left, top top corner of it.
0: Yeah, I can see that, but I just can't tell from that photo if it's the back or front of of the doll.
1: I think it's the back because they got they're like them slag Barbies, aren't they? The uh, was it Bratz doll? They used to call them slag Barbie, didn't they? Yeah.
0: Oh, that's the, the whole point. It's on the front. Yeah. No, the whole point of uh, the Bratz is just it was slag.
1: Yeah. Uh, LOL Dolls is currently one of the top-selling doll lines in the world. And considering the fact that most girls around the world own at least one doll, many own a whole collection, that means massive numbers. MGA, the doll line's parent company, has netted over $5 billion from LOL Dolls sales. Since Are these even a thing, or is this some sort of parody fucking thing? I feel like I'm going to have to look up to see whether LOL Dolls are actually a thing.
2: Yeah. It's almost like you have to check just to make sure someone's not fucking you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you should
0: probably go on e mode, mate. Turn way. that VPN on.
1: <laughs> oh, God. I um the uh, no, there's loads there's loads of stuff on um on Amazon. So yeah, it's
0: the the top search result I get is lol surprise dolls from Argos. But then the second search result is sex toys online the UK's favourite sex shop? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe the search is is telling me something that, um, yeah.
1: Oh my god! On Amazon, there's like one with like glasses and a face mask. You know, like a fucking COVID mask. Yeah, Jesus I'm seeing Christ them they... for about
2: twelve
1: quid on Argos. Yeah, the car's to 30 quid. They're pretty fucking cheap, then, aren't they?
0: These dolls are really ugly, and they're full of diversity as well.
1: Yeah, the fucking eyes are massive, aren't they? So why are they surprised? So you get a random doll in each packet or something, do you?
0: I suppose it's to get kids the interesting idea of loot crates, that you yeah. don't get what you want, you just get a random selection of crap.
1: Yeah, the, outfits, the outfits are a bit concerning, aren't they? I mean, forget the, the pizza on the dolls. Those outfits are very concerning.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. This is more fucking training here, for example. So £100... This this is on Argos I'm looking at right now. It's the Lowell Surprise Glamper 4-in-1 Assortment. So you get, like... You get your... your ta- It's basically to teach people... This is the thing that they're teaching kids, like, no, holidays, it won't be abroad. You just go in a camper van, and it's called glamorous camping or glamping. Yeah. And whoever came up with that term needs to be flogged, or as I called it, flogging someone.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, They a... can talk
0: about it in their Have a blog. Have
1: look at the, uh, the low oh. Surprise Spooky Sparkle Limited Edition, which a bay bay <laughs> That's how it's spelled.
2: Listen, listen to this. This is in the description of the product. Feed or bathe your doll for a water surprise <laughs> I'm tempted to buy one of these when I get paid just to see just to see what happens.
1: Yeah, where's that fucking I'm trying to put I mean, look at that one. look, it's got fucking suspenders on I think that one has.
2: It's uh, only twelve quid. And, surprise! You know, oh my if God, it doesn't series work, three,
1: Dabo's fashion doll with twenty surprises. There's the COVID one. Uh, where's the one I was looking for? That that one there. Look at that one. It's got a fucking fishnets on. It's got a fishnets. This on, one that like, I'm looking a at. Got rainbow face. hair. Look, look, it's got a fucking blowjob face on it. Yeah, it? it has. Yeah, it
0: looks so like it's it, got,
1: it's got it's a start- blowjob oh. face, doesn't it?
0: So it starts off nude with fishnets, and I don't know about you, but I don't think fishnets is an appropriate attire for anyone unless you're Nesbir or a hooker. I did try, I did try and, did try, and f- try and find some like fishnet vests the other day. I couldn't find them because I just thought to myself, I want to wear one to see if it is a really useless piece of clothing. Oh, that's because
1: they're called string vests, of it.
0: Oh right, okay. Be right back.
1: Okay, okay, so what do you think to these things then? Uh, they're pretty dodgy, aren't they?
2: Yeah. I'm going to buy one and see what happens.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, wow, well, I think
3: works. it Yeah. Uh, you
0: say and that, I've I just,
1: found...
0: just found a string vest, but they're calling it a fishnet. <laughs> so, you
1: for, so you look for f- str- fishnet vest, you find nothing. You put in string vest, and it leads you to string net. Think f- f- to fishnet vest.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I can get, I can get it in in uh, already shit myself brown. I can get it in uh, curry chip shop stain orange. Uh,
1: you want to, you want to get cool. yourself a Jamaica colours one?
0: Oh yeah, they got, they got those.
1: Yeah, I thought they would. <laughs> I thought they would because I've seen those before. Uh, MGL, the Dole Lines Lines parent parent company has netted over 5 billion from LoL doll sales since its launch in 20... 20, These have been around for four years and I've never heard of them. I suppose. Another
0: thing that's floating under the radar...
1: Yeah. It's even outsold staples such as Barbie and Pokemon. One of the brands one of the brand's most popular pro- products, uh, LOL, LOL Surprise. So it's, so it's the LOL Surprise one that does this. Had a rather upsetting surprise okay. in store for those who plunged the dolls in cold water. Lingerie, bondage-influenced outfits, and odd tattoos. Parents who were understandably concerned and horrified about these dolls posted some videos online dipping these dolls in water. The results are shocking as they are disgusting. Here are some examples. So that's lingerie with the uh, garter belt and everything. Look at the little Jordan fat belly on <laughs> just what makes me laugh about it.
0: Oh, well, that's the other thing as well. It's just like, th- this is the new, um, you know, the new style. Jordan Cogburn, he says, uh, it's feminism. Teach the girls how to own the patriarchy by twerking it. Yeah. I saw saying like this the other day. I mean, Look, people the keep the saying fucking, that. There's the one with a
1: fucking blowjob face there.
0: I mean, there's someone saying... Um, that Pizzagate's not real and it's all debunked and stuff like that. And yeah, I saw those comments because the people oh, so are this talking. this
1: doll here, this, this doll wears by default fishnet stockings, which is already insane. When dipped in water, see-through undergarments appear. Also, a checker a checkerboard pattern appears on the back of her head, as explained in previous articles. This is an important symbol for the occult elite
0: yeah well that's the other thing as well i mean there's a lot of people saying oh you're looking too much into this but it's like why is the symbolism in in something like this yeah Uh,
1: (laughs) why do kids have sexualized as well this doll wears a full fishnet outfit complete with choker and high and high boots
0: Mm. Uh, no it's, it's bullshit it's ridiculous
1: Uh, This one's a boy. It already attracted controversy because the makers took the time to craft baby genitals on it.
0: Because, of course, you were. Guess what
1: happens when you dip it in water? That's the pizza one.
0: Ah, right. Well, I'm not sure if you saw it on Twitter recently, but there was a lot of people saying how barbaric it is that orthodox priests baptize kids by dunking them in water. And I, I just, I wanted to see the comments, and there was the usual ones about, like, saying, oh, that's barbaric, but what the uh, Jews do on the eighth day to their voice is all right. And then someone on the thing says, that's, I dip my pizza into ranch like this priest dips a, a child into the water. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's, that's some sort of veiled um, reference
1: there. Ma- Mike Enoch, you let, your, you let yourself down, you let the right down. Uh, This doll has a slice of cheese pizza right on her genitals.
0: And you know what? That also relates to the totally discredited theory that when uh, the Podesta brothers are emailing Hillary Clinton talking about cheese pizza referring to girls.
1: Fucking hell. How about this one? This doll has a devil tail and a pair of wings.
0: So, oh there we go. The-
1: MGA is the world's largest privately owned toy company. It's owned by Isaac Larry, Isaac Larion, a billionaire who made a fortune by introducing Bratz dolls in 2001.
0: I remember when the Bratz dolls came out and I was like, why are they giving sectionized dolls? Uh, oh my dolls god, that's not kids.
1: it. Did you know there were Baby Bratz? I mean, look at the fucking underwear on that fucking doll. Jesus Christ. They're
0: baby Bratz. <laughs> Yeah, you know, how, how do these people get away with this sort of stuff because I mean it's it's pretty blatant
1: holy shit have you ever heard about this troll doll another another toy guy in a massive backlash after it was discovered that a secret button placed on the doll's privates caused it to emit various gasping and giggling sounds here's a viral instagram <laughs> video about this doll yeah I, I, I did Jesus hear about that I... they
0: just
1: don't care anymore do they
0: I tried to ignore... I forget about it.
1: Yeah.
2: So there we go. No, they're just... They're just openly doing it now. They've given it's just, up
0: It's just to, like, make kids, like, pedophiles early, early, early on, or is this just, like, a market for pedos? Like, a secret thing? It's
2: sex- no, like it children. Getting children, like, used to the idea of sexual acts happening so that, yeah. you know... It's normal for them so that when they take away the legal age of consent, then that will be perfectly normal because they've got to get it out because normal parents teach their children that that sort of stuff's disgusting and wrong. And they're basically trying to undo all of the parents work.
0: I'm looking at the, um, there's a picture of him here, uh, of Isaac Larian with um, two kids either side. Yeah. And sort the sneer in his face, reminds me of those goblin bankers you see in Harry Potter.
1: <laughs> yeah, there he is there. What a wholesome chap he is, isn't he? God, those, th- those kids almost look like, you've seen, like the vacant look on those kids' face. I bet they're fucking drugged yeah. out of their minds, aren't they?
0: The one on the left reminds me of that uh, boy that uh, does stripping for uh, gays in New York. Desmond is amazing, or Natasha? Yeah.
2: Did you do an early life check on him?
0: What, do Desmond we need is amazing?
2: Some... Do we need no, to? on Isaac Clarion. <laughs> look, at his, look, so. look, at, look at his face. Born place. to a Jewish family in Iran. <laughs>
1: oh, jeez. He literally looks like the Happy Merchant meme, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I good <gonna> to say <clears> hang <throat> God, 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 no. on.
1: Fucking hell. Oh oh Hobbit's just taking a big bong rip, and
2: he <laughs> You're right there, Hobbit. Do we need to send
0: help? I've been um eating nuts and drinking <laughs> beer and uh I was breathing in <laughs> whilst I had some, some nuts went wrong hole. But I'm yeah, looking at this. That. No, that's it's not a good idea but I'm looking at the, and I'm reminded of that German propaganda in the uh, 1930s, and they got like this fat Jew and he's got sweets and, and toys and he's just giving them to these kids. And it's like, watch out for, 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 you know, um, stranger danger. That was it.
1: Right. So are we fine? Are we going to, are we going to finally finish off this Dennis Nielsen episode? Hobbit, are you are you ready now? Are you, are you, are you, is your mind cleared then, Hobbit?
0: Well, now we've had the lovely palate cleanser of brats dressed up in, in, in whore clothes. And oh, God, I need to stop looking at this, this <laughs> stuff. Yeah, please tell me about what happened to Dennis Nielsen after the police uh, took him in. Do
1: you, do, you to turn, do you want to turn, Nordic? Nordic. I'm just eating my dinner. All oh, right. Okay, then I'll do this. So, right. So, uh, uh, how far did we get? We we got to where we got uh, got arrested, didn't we? So, eleventh Feb- of February, nineteen eighty-three. Nielsen was officially charged with the murder of Stephen Sinclair. He was transferred to Brixton Prison and held to be held on remand until his trial. uh According to Nielsen, upon being transferred to Brixton Prison to await trial, his mood was one of resignation and relief. Uh, so on the 26th of May, uh, Nielsen was committed to stand on uh, to stand trial at the Old Bailey on five counts of murder and two attempted murder. A sixth murder charge was later added. Uh, throughout his committal hearing, Nielsen was represented by a solicitor, solicitor named Roland Moss, who had been previously dismissed as his legal representative on the 21st of April. Before Moss was reappointed to the role, after Niel- Nielsen had complained to magistrates he'd been afforded No no facilities which he could mount his own defence. Moss was to remain. Nielsen's legal representative until July 1983, when Nielsen, again expressing his intention to defend himself, discharged him until the 5th of August, when Nielsen once again reappointed Moss. Initially, Nielsen had intended to plead guilty to each charge of murder at his upcoming trial. With Nielsen's full consent, Roland, Roland Moss had fully prepared Nielsen's defence Five weeks before his trial Nielsen again dismissed Moss and opted instead to be represented by Ralph Heems, upon whose advice Nielsen agreed to plead not guilty by diminished responsibility So the trial Nielsen was brought to trial charged with six counts of murder and two of attempted murder He was tried at the Old Bailey before Justice Croom Johnson Pleaded. Let's have a look at Mr. June. Uh, Nothing interesting there. Uh, Pleaded not guilty in all charges. Uh, Primary dispute between the prosecutor and defence was whether not whether Nielsen had killed the victims, but his state of mind before and during the killings. Uh, uh, Prosecute. Prosecutor argued that he was sane. And he had and he had killed with premeditation. The defence argued that Nielsen suffered from dis- diminished responsibility, rendering him incapable of forming the intention to commit murder, and should therefore be convicted only of manslaughter. So what do you What do you think, Hobbit? Having seen what you've seen about Nielsen, do you think he premeditated, or do you think he was like off the cuff doing?
0: Ah. I think he. I don't even. I think even with the first one, I'd say it was premeditated. It was just like he, he, for whatever reason, he wanted people to be dead, and then when they were dead, that turned him on. Yeah. So they, they. Yeah, I'm saying it's premeditated.
1: So you think he brought them back with the intention to kill him at some point?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because it, it. I don't know. Did he ever just? Well, he had one relationship, didn't he? But that didn't work too well. And I think from then it was just like, this will look a lot better if the other partner's not alive.
1: Well, you also got that guy that he saved his life. That he, uh, he started drowning him and then he gave him the kiss of life that brought him back round and let him go, didn't he? But I don't know what was going on there.
0: It's like, sorry, I don't fancy you, so uh, you get to live.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're just not my type. Uh, so... Prosecution so the prosecution said that uh So no 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 discovery of three dismembered bodies, detailed confession. He's lead his leading investigators to the charge bone fragments of 12 further victims at melrose avenue and the efforts he had taken to conceal his crimes in a tactful reference to the primary dispute between the opposing counsel at the trial green opened closed his opening speech with an answer that nielsen had given to the police in response to a question as to whether he needed to kill at the precise moment of the act act of murder i believe i am right in doing the act to counteract this argument, Green said the council sorry, the Crown says that even if even if there was a mental abnormality, there was no su- no sufficient to di- diminish substantially his responsibility for these killings. So, uh, first witness was Je- Douglas Stewart, who testified that in November 1980 he'd fallen asleep in a chair in Neilson's flat on his weight to find his ankles to a chair and Nielsen strangled him with a tie as he pressed his knee into his chest. Successfully overpowering Nielsen, Stuart testified that Nielsen had then shouted take my money. This the pre- prosecution attested. reflected Nielsen's rational cool, cool presence of mind in that he hoped to be overheard by other tenants. Upon leaving Nielsen's res- residence Stuart had reported the attack to police who in turn cre- questioned Nielsen. Noting conflicting details in the accounts given by both men, police had dismissed the incident as a lovers quarrel. Upon cross examination, the defence counsel sought to undermine Stuart's credibility, pointing to minor inconsistencies in the testimony. The fact he'd consumed much alcohol on the night in question, and suggested his memory had been selectively magnified as to <laughs> as he had previously sold his story to the press. So what they saying? That he didn't they that he didn't um that he didn't come to while he was being choked or, you know, <laughs> it's, maybe your legs were, legs, his hands were bound but not his feet. I don't, how can you really, like, mount a proper defence against something like that?
0: I don't know. Uh, so. All I, all I know is is that people are saying that, ah, oh, uh, Dennis Nielsen's the UK's Jeffrey Dahmer and they ne- they never say, as you rightly pointed out, Jeffrey Dahmer is the USA's Dennis Nielsen. Yeah, Nah.
1: Nielsen was there first by a good few years, wasn't he? Because what's Dahmer yeah. mid nineties? This is mid uh, mid seventies, isn't
0: it? Oh so yeah. that, that's why um, the Demolition Man was like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, because uh, Simon, Fee, it's like Jeffrey Dahmer. I love that guy. Bring him back. Well, he got he got
1: murdered in prison as well, didn't he? He got beaten <coughs> Did he get beaten to death or stabbed yeah. with a mop handle or something, didn't he?
2: I think he got beaten to death.
1: Uh, was it a mop handle or a barbell? I forget who was murdered how. Who? I know someone was beaten to death with yeah. a barbell in prison, weren't they? But I can't remember who it was.
2: <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Dahmer...
3: Uh, died in prison. Mm. Uh, that'd be under imprisonment, I reckon.
1: So, you had the the guy guy who he brought back to life after he nearly drowned him. He gave evidence. Uh, Uh... So, uh, da, da, da. so DCI Jay then recounted the circumstances of Neil's arrest and the fact that he was calm and matter-of-fact confessions before reading to the court several statements volunteered by Nielsen following his arrest. And in one of these statements, Neil said, I have no tears for my victims, I have no tears for myself, nor those bereaved by my actions. Jay admitted it was unusual for anyone accused of such horrific crime crimes to be so forthcoming in providing information and conceded upon questioning by by the Defence counsel that Nielsen not only provided most of the evidence against himself, but also encouraged the discovery of evidence which which could contradict his own version of events. Following Jay's testimony, DC Chambers recited Nielsen's formal confession to the court. This testimony included graphic descriptions of the ritualistic and sexual acts Nielsen performed with his victims' bodies. His various methods of storage of bodies and body parts, dismemberment, disposal, and the problems, decomposition, particularly regarding colonies of maggots, afforded him. Oh, God. Several jurors were visibly shaken throughout this testimony. Others looked at Nielsen with incredulous expressions in their faces. As Nielsen listened to the testimony with apparent indifference, this testimony lasted until the following morning when the prosecution included several exhibits into evidence. This included the cooking pot, which Nielsen had boiled the heads of the three victims killed at Cranley Gardens, the cutting board he had used to dissect John Howlett, and several rusted catering knives, which had formerly belonged to victim Martin Duffy.
2: Uh, It was Dharma that was beaten to death with a... It says a metal pole. Uh, On the morning of November 28th, 1994, Dharma left his cell to conduct his assigned work detail. Accompanying him were two fellow inmates, Jesse Anderson and Christopher Scarver. The trio were left unsupervised in the showers of the prison gym for approximately 20 minutes. At approximately 8:10 a.m. Dharma was discovered on the floor of the bathrooms of the gym suffering from extreme head and facial wounds he had been severely bludgeoned about the head and face with a 20-inch metal bar which i imagine was probably like a barbell or something that guard, with the weights man, that taken off,
1: off weren't
2: he? yeah 100% there's, there's 20 there's minutes no, there's just no left the 20
1: leaves. minutes. Least three prisoners, including someone as high profile as Jeffrey Dahmer, for 20 minutes accidentally, is there? A...
0: Yeah. What are you talking about? That's normal behaviour, just like when <laughs> Epstein committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, they were all asleep, weren't they? And all the yeah, cameras malfunctioned. For hours,
0: at they? the exact same time. It happened exactly how they say it did, just like how the three towers collapsed from pancake theory. We've got
1: we've got Washington in the chat. He says, "How many shekels are you getting for this shot?" He says, uh, and then he said, "Considering OnlyFans at this point." <laughs> 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 it, are are you sure? One pound fifty an hour. I think he's being overpaid at one fifty an hour. To be honest.
2: Oh, apparently. It wasn't just Dharma that got murdered either. It was the other guy, um, Jesse Anderson, was murdered as well. Uh, With the metal pole, is his cleaning locker room before attacking Anderson as he Anderson cleaned an inmate locker room. According to Scarver, Dharma did not yell or make any noise as he was attacked immediately after attacking both men scarver who was thought to be schizophrenic returned to his cell and informed a prison guard god told me to do it jesse anderson and jeffrey darmer are dead
0: nice
1: two psychiatrists testified on behalf of the defense the first of these james mckeith began his testimony on 26th of october McKeith testified as to how, through a lack of emotional development, Nielsen had experienced difficulty expressing any emotion other than anger and his tendency to treat other human beings as components of his fantasies. The psychiatrist also described Nielsen's association between unconscious bodies and sexual arousal, stating that Nielsen possessed narcissistic traits, an impaired impaired sense of identity, and was able to depersonalise other people. He stated his conclusions that Nielsen had displayed many signs of maladaptive behaviour, the combination of which in one man was lethal. These factors could be attri- attributed to an uns- unspecified personality disorder from which McKeith believed Nielsen suffered. In response to the prosecution contens- content- contention that in, a- in attributing an uh, unspecified disorder to Nielsen, McKeith was undecided in his conclusions. McKeith contended that his unspecified personality disorder was severe enough to substantially reduce Nielsen's responsibility. So what do you think to that psycho psycho babble then?
0: Just sounds like a lot of excuses. Why can't they just say he's a wrong one? Yeah. He's a wrong one and it made his dick stiff when they stopped beating.
3: (laughs) There's an
2: interesting fact from his early life. Um, his his father ran away when he was about four years old and um, his grandfather was his main male role model. Now, his grandfather passed away and I think it was either his mother or his grandmother uh, made him see the body before the funeral and he was cited as saying that he he thought that this may have been why he had an unusual arousal to um dead bodies because of his experience with his grandfather's dead body when he was a small child,
1: you reckon old granddad used to nonce him then, do you
2: never know
0: yeah, because the thing is when I was about ten years old, I saw my great grandmother die, and I held her hand as she died, and it uh you know I'm not Dennis Nielsen, so. <laughs> I I don't know I just it's, I don't want to seems, make any It seems weird
1: how the death goes with the sexual arousal. That that's the weird thing, isn't it? Because the granddad dying, yeah. that should kind of like it, that the granddad dying shouldn't be linked to sexual arousal, should it?
0: Yeah, I, I don't no, get...
1: unless his mind was already unless his mind was already
3: sort of
2: twisted at the time. You mentioned a maladaptive personality disorder. That's not something that you develop as life goes on. That's kind of that's something you're born with. That's a brain defect. Yeah. It bears, also, I mean, what, what it that other thing that he can't used to do pretend. when he used to.
1: When he used to get passed out drunk and kind of like in a sexual position hoping he'd get molested by one of his army mates. If you ever heard that story? Yeah. About him.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: He was in the military and he'd, he'd get himself drunk and hope that... um and lay himself somewhere and pretend to be unconscious hoping that one of um his squad mates would sort of molest him. In fact, he even went to the extent of molesting one of his one of his squad mates um, by getting him very, very drunk.
3: So right,
1: that was psychiatrist number one. The second psychiatrist, uh, James McKeith, began his testimony on 26th of October. McKeith testified as to how through a oh we're reading that one again sorry second defense was patrick galway diagnosed nielsen with a borderline false self as if pseudo normal narcissistic personality disorder do you need me to read that one again
0: that's a bit of a mouthful can't you just say burger
1: so it's a borderline false self as if pseudo normal narcissistic personality disorder with occasional outbreaks of schizoid disturbances. That sounds like a weather forecast.
0: That's a well, bit when of a they, When they say stuff like that, I just really think, yeah, stop it with the psychobabble.
1: Yeah, he's a mentler. <laughs> yeah, he's a mentler,
0: mate. He's a wrong'un. Um, he, he, he's a un, That's it. He's a wrong'un. He's a mental.
1: Which Nielsen managed most of the time to keep at bay. Galway stated that in episodic breakdowns, Nielsen had become predominantly schizoid, acting in an impulsive, violent and sudden manner. Yeah, but it's not impulsive, violent and sudden. It's not impulsive and sudden, though, is it? Because he doesn't do it until after they're drunk. Hmm. So it's
0: not
1: that violent and sudden, is it?
0: He's still a wrong. One.
3: Yeah, yeah it's still a wrong.
1: One. Yeah, the defense the defence didn't seem to be a great one, does it? Uh yeah. so Galway added further added that someone suffering from these episodic breakdowns is most likely to disintegrate under circumstances of social isolation. If if in effect Nielsen was not guilty of malice a thought or forethought. Upon cross-examination, Green largely focused on the degree of awareness shown by Nielsen and his ability to make decisions. Galway concealed, conceded that Nielsen was intellectually aware of his actions, but stressed that due to his personality disorder, Nielsen did not appreciate the criminal nature of what he'd done. uh I don't. I don't believe that at all. Do you? Yeah.
0: Didn't appreciate the call because
1: um, he wasn't some sort of fucking spazer that couldn't do anything. He, he could he could turn on the charm enough to get some, do, some dude back to his place, even straight, but I think even, even some of them were straight, weren't they?
0: Well he's even managed to hold down a job uh, as a manager in the in the job centre, so he's not a brain
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't seem quite right to me, does it? Uh, uh, you know i don't know how you can say that it's like he's some sort of like ooh because he's not because he could hold down a job he didn't murder anybody at work
2: yeah, they're not they're not trying to say that he's a that he's a dibby they're saying that he's um severely mentally unwell which you know uh, without without looking into what the psychologist has said myself yeah like i can only imagine like the psychologist at the time based it on the psychology of the time if we if we had something like that happen now then i'm sure that we'd have a more conclusive um answer to why he did what he did but i would imagine that he was very very psychologically unwell and there is a there is a correlation with people that are sort of uh, higher than average intelligence and having lower empathy.
1: Yeah, because but but he's not like it, it's not like he's complete. I I, I I suppose it depends what diminished responsibility actually means, but like yeah, it doesn't seem like he had any kind of di- diminished responsibility in it because it required planning to get the people back, and it required planning to get them drunk, and it required planning to. To know when they were drunk enough to strangle them, it's not like it's not like he he messed up in any of the stranglings, did he? It was just that uh, he he let off he let he let off some p- certain people, didn't he?
2: Yeah, but then a normal a normal person with a normal functioning brain doesn't do things like that, you know. Yeah, I think
3: Demi-
1: I, I think Demi- a, norm, just a normal person it, a normal. Yeah, fun- just- a normal person with a normal functioning brain and probably have quite a bit of trouble boiling heads and uh, dicing people up so you can flush them down the toilet as well.
0: And when Donald says, so I must be flushing KFC bones.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's just KFC, bro. Yeah, it's just KFC. Yeah. That was a big chicken. That's
2: Quite often, diminished responsibility doesn't just mean that you were too retarded to do it. Yeah. Uh, diminished responsibility can also mean that you were an absolute psychopath, and therefore were not in control of your actions because psychop- that
1: is psychopathy.
2: Yeah. 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 The sort of Dexter theory that a serial killer just acts on acts on their their inner instinct. They don't. They can't control it. It controls How about
1: them. This one then, so 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 you've had those two. Now you've got the prosecution. The prosecution called Paul Bowden to testify in a rebuttal of the psychiatrist who had testified to the defence prior to Nielsen's trial. Bowden had interviewed the defendant on sixteen separate occasions in interviews, totaling over fourteen hours, over two days. Over two days, Bowden testified that although he found Nielsen to be abnormal in a colloquial sense, he had concluded that Nielsen to be a manipulative person who had been capable of forming relationships but had forced himself to objectify people. Refuting the testimony of McKeith and Galway, Bowden further testified he had found no evidence of maladaptive behaviour and that Nielsen suffered from no disorder of the mind. Uh, I don't know. I suppose there was some sort of disorder in not getting rid of the bodies properly because there were still loads of bodies left in the flat, wasn't there? He didn't. He didn't plan which flat to move in to carry on his murdering, did he?
0: No, I mean, if he did, he, he'd probably chosen one with a better uh, drain facility. He'd have, gone,
1: he'd have gone for another another ground floor flat, wouldn't he? If he'd have, If he'd have actually planned on murdering people, so I suppose, I suppose it kind of, it's like six of one and a half and half dozen of the other, isn't it?
2: The prosecution will always try to prove that you're not you're not insane and uh when did this go to trial? Uh eighties,
1: uh eighty three
2: I think. Eighty three. Yeah, so psychological uh, science was really shit at that point in time. And a lot of people that should have probably been in mental homes ended up in the prison system.
0: Yeah. I've heard it remarked that they say that the prison system is is like the last social safety net, where people who are mental end up there, and the prison service has to deal with them. Yeah. <clears throat> but then again, there's yeah. also mental people which are dangerous to themselves and others. Yeah.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Right.
1: Well, like, it's, it's like it's like Charles Charles Ronson. Is he mental or is he just like? You know, <laughs> is he something, or is he just trying trying to prove a point? I mean, it's it's quite difficult, isn't it, with him?
0: Yeah, I think it's the case. Like, I, I think he's so institutionalized, he doesn't want to be on the outside. Because, can you imagine him trying to hold down a job as like a bin man, or working in uh, like digging ditches in the road? Well, he, didn't he also, just he, like also he likes the fame,
1: doesn't he? He likes the fame of being yeah. Charles But the the Britons were a most notorious prisoner, doesn't he?
0: God, can you imagine if he became a door-to-door salesman? It's like, I <laughs> need Charles Bronson. It's like, yeah, no, you're gonna buy some double glazing and we're gonna f- break your knees. <laughs> <laughs> <Kick> your
2: f- <laughs> you imagine how different the world is outside
3: now?
0: God, yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's a different world now.
3: Yeah. <sighs> right. So
1: anyway, following his conviction, Nielsen Nils, went. So he went to the Scrubs first, well where would Scrubs, as a Category A prisoner. Nielsen Nielsen had his own, own cell and could mix freely with other inmates. Nielsen didn't lodge an appeal, accepting that the Crown case that he had the capacity to control his actions and that he had killed with premeditation was essentially correct. He further elaborated on the last day of his conviction that he took an enormous thrill from the social seduction, the getting the friend back, the decision to kill, the Ooh. body at its disposal. Yeah, I, th- I think he's a he's what well, they, they, they what well, they call a process killer, isn't he? I think he does it, yeah. he does it for the process, not the uh, not the actual body, does he? I don't think he likes Just the you... dead body part, does he? The,
0: the, no, oh. not. I mean, it, no, no one enjoys clean up after a nice, sordid activity. Bloodthirsty Warlord in the chat, he says uh, the film about Charlie Bronson was pretty cool, though.
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. I thought it was a bit after farty
0: yeah. I'm going to watch it again to see... I would
1: have like, so, preferred something that was a bit more like Scum or star or
0: something. Yeah, you would <laughs> weren't you? By the way, have you watched Robbie yet? No. I don't know. The, the, the Bronson dancing was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: All bit, right. the bit, back, when, he, the, the bit oh. when he covers himself in butter's quite funny. God, smear, uh, on, they, smear it on, Sam.
0: They, uh, <laughs> they had to do that as a euphemism for the other uh, slippery items which he would smear himself in. in poop. Yeah. No, nobody wants to wrestle with someone who's like that.
2: No. Covered in their own fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who
0: yeah. know?
2: Prison guards don't you get paid
1: enough.
2: Who right, know? It's a gay film. <laughs> is it? Prison guards don't get paid enough, man. No. no.
1: fuckers.
2: Yeah, you know. They get, like, half the shit beaten out of them, and... For what? Was yeah. it, like, 22k a year?
1: Oh I do I do I do love Archer's speech in Scum where he's talking to the prison the prison ward and he said you're as much as a prisoner as I am does any is everybody here watch Scum Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah.
1: Uh so, true. so he was in prison from then in December nineteen eighty three, so that's what so he was He was sentenced on the 3rd of November 1983. By December 1983, he was cut on the face and chest with a razor blade by an inmate named Albert Moffat, resulting in injuries requiring 89 stitches. Afterwards, he was transferred to Parkhurst before being transferred to Wakefield, where he remained until 1990. In 1991, he was transferred to a vulnerable prison unit at Full Sutton, uh, and he was there till 1993. He was transferred to Whitemore Prison, as a Category A, with increased segregation from other inmates. Uh, the minimum term is 25 a years. Isn't it? Sorry, what's
0: that, mate?
2: Whitemore's a double-A cap prison, isn't it? One of the only ones in the country. Oh, is
0: it? I'm surprised about that, because I was told that uh, there is no such thing as double-A. Um, there's only A category, and double-A is a prison within the prison. Yeah. So...
1: Well it only says that it's an A cat so it doesn't say a double A.
0: So it's probably got double A facilities then. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's where some of the most um Whitemore prison te- attack inmates, yeah, that's where all the all the serious, serious criminals go.
1: Fucking hell. Have you seen have you seen some of the shit that went on at White Uh till there was a twenty twenty there was a te- does anybody know about this? The terror attack on White At approximately 9.10am on the 9th of January, two prisoners wearing fake suicide belts approached and attacked a prison officer. The prison officer received injuries to his head and neck and the attack- attackers used improvised bladed weapons during the assault. Three prison officers wow. and a nurse also suffered injuries as they rushed to the aid of their stabbed colleague. One of the attackers was understood to be Rustom zayamani 24, who was found guilty of preparing an act of terrorism in 2015, Zayamani yep. was assisted by another prisoner, a, a Muslim convert, who was serving time for a violent offense. The Met Police said it was deemed appropriate its counter-terrorism command unit. It was deemed appropriate its ter- counter command unit was sent to H and P due to certain circumstances relating to this incident. No, I haven't heard about this. Whitemore houses around 500 of the most dangerous prisoners in the UK. The prison has a dangerous severe personality disorder unit and a close supervision centre. I mean, is is one of those things what you're talking about with the AA? Yeah.
3: Uh,
1: Oh, Whitemore does not accept any prisoners who are serving less than four years.
2: Yeah. It only it only takes um, it tends to take only life prisoners. So mate, uh, it's just a breeding ground. It's just a breeding ground for fucking Islamic terrorism. Yeah. Uh, this, is the so, po- this is the point I was making years ago. We don't need to be locking these people up in our prisons. We need to be shipping them the hell out of here. And
1: the whole family. Did you did you ever see that guy on uh, Russia Today? He said, He said, what you need to do is you need to set, not only send the terrorists back, but you also need to send the whole family back. Because this will stop
0: you yeah. doing it. it, yeah, it, that's- it I, I, collective punishment works. I mean, so this is the thing. It's just... All right, you fucked up. You're a guest in our country. You and your family can go back. It was it was a mistake. It was an experiment to extend, um, you know, residency to third world shit into our country. Um, yeah.
2: Oh, they got handed life sentences for attempting to murder that prison guard.
0: <clears throat> so, uh... oh, here's, here's some interesting. I, I looked at HM Prison Whitemore and there's some YouTube videos on it. Um, on HP Prison Whitemore prison breaching UN Torch Protocol, prisoner High on Spice died after setting himself on fire. Holy shit! I'm I'm not sure if this is the same spice they're referring to, which I have smoked in the past. But my God, I would never. It's it's not good stuff, by the way. It's supposed to be artificial cannabis. Um, I smoked too much of it at one point. I thought my heart was going to stop. So I would not recommend that
1: anybody uh, so in minimum, minimum term of 25 years to which Nielsen's sentence in 93 was replaced by a whole tariff by Michael Howard in 1994 this ruling ensured he would never be released from prison the pur- punishment which he accepted in 2003 he went back to cert- full Sutton, where he made inc- inc- incarcerated as a category A in the prison workshop Nielsen translated books into braille so some blind people out there could be rubbing their fingers over braille that was made by Dennis <laughs> Nielsen.
2: Oh, the, the Whitemore attack might be linked to the London Bridge attack from last
1: year. Oh, God, Jesus. It
2: is no accident the January 9th attack came just weeks after the London Bridge attack in November 2019. Former Whitemore inmate Usman Khan
1: Oh, uh, so September 92, Central Television conducted an interview with Nielsen as part of the programme Viewpoint 1993 Murder in Mind, which fo- focused upon offender profile in a four minute section in this interview which Nielsen frankly discussed these crimes, was initially scheduled to be broadcast on the 19th of January 1993. The Home Office banned, sought to ban the interview on the grounds they had not granted permission for Central Te- Television to conduct interviews with Nielsen, which were later broadcast to the public and claimed ownership of copyrighted material. Central Television challenged the Home Office ruling in court, citing sections of the Copyright Designs and Patents Act 1988 and that full permission to conduct an interview with Nielsen had been granted in advance. Uh, yeah, because you wouldn't. If you're a TV company, you would. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't leave yourself open to so something stupid like that, would you? Yeah. So, uh, so they won that case, and the interview was screened in full that evening. Uh... Nielsen repeatedly sought legal avenues to challenge real and perceived abuses of prison rules by prison officers, regularly petitioning the Home Office and later the European Court of Human Rights with complaints. As a result, he he was an unpopular inmate with successive governors at various prisons to which he was incarcerated. In October 2001, he brought a judicial review against the prison service, citing that the homosexual softcore pornography magazines... Vulcan and him, to which he subscribed regularly, had some images and articles of a more explicit nature removed before the magazine reached him. The legal case he brought against the prison service was dismissed because he could not establish that any breach of his human rights had occurred.
0: I'm trying to have a wank and you're removing the good bits. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: So this is quite interesting. So, you know, we were talking about, like, what made... In the years following his incarceration, Nielsen composed an an, an, an un, composed an an unpublished 400-page autobiography, entitled "The History of a Drowning Boy," the title being a reference to his concepts of the tranquility of death, following his grandfather's death and his own near-fatal drowning in 1954. I mean, that could be why he's like he is. Could be he could have been starved for a uh, starved of oxygen for a period, couldn't he?
0: I mean, there's a lot of people that are into auto asphyxiation and choking and things like that, so maybe there is something to it, but um, the only times I've been choked before, it's just filled me with a rage and an urge to survive. It's pretty yeah. much a fight-or-flight situation.
1: So you'll be, you'll be pleased. You'll be pleased to note on the tenth 10th, 10th of May, tenth of May, twenty eighteen, Nielsen was taken from full certain prison to York York Hospital after complaining of severe stomach pains. He was found to have had a to have a ruptured abdominal aortic aneurysm. Hobbit, you got any idea what that is?
0: Um, ruptured aortic abdominal. So aortic the heart. heart. So he's had a ruptured yeah. heart valve or something, does he? But what what's this got to do with the abdominal? I'm going to have a look at ruptured f- aortic
1: yeah.
0: ruptured, ruptured
1: abdominal
0: abdominal aortic, abdominal, aortic, aortic aneurysm. But let's, an let's have a, a
1: bubble in the blood, isn't it, Hobbit?
0: Oh, well, let's have a look at the NHS. An, aortic, an abdominal aortic aneurysm, an AAA, is a bulge or swelling in the aorta, the main blood vessel that runs from the heart down through the chest and tummy. Oh, the chest and tummy. Why does the NHS do that? And, that you know, use the, the, the patronising language. An AAA can be dangerous if it's not spotted early on. It can get bigger. So, in other words, the, the major artery supplying his heart ruptured. Um which causes life-threatening bre- uh, bleeding. Uh,
1: although, he subsequent, although he subsequently suffered a blood clot as a complication of the surgery, uh, Nielsen died on the 12th of May. A subsequent post-mortem mortem examination, examination revealed the immediate cause of his death was pulmonary embolism. Do you know what that is, Hobbit.
0: Yeah, pulmonary embolism means that you've got a blood clot in the lungs, stopping blood getting into the lungs. Oh, that
1: so, nice. And a, and a retroperitoneal hemorrhage.
0: Peritoneal. Peritoneal. Oh, I'm sorry, it's been a, my, my medical science is is rusty. I'd I'd have to look at it. peritoneal. Peritoneal. That's a peritoneal. Hemorrhage retro. Let's put retro before it. <clears throat> I got rid of hemorrhoids. I couldn't believe my eyes. Well, it's not your eyes; it's your ass.
3: Yeah.
0: Retroperitoneal bleeding. Um, accumulation of blood found in the retroperineal space. What's the retroperineal space? It's... That is
1: the anatomical space, sometimes a potential space, behind the peritoneum. Fucking hell, this is self-explanatory, isn't it? Not.
0: Oh, the peri... Right. What? Why did I forget the bass is called the peritoneum? Ah, yeah. Okay, thank you, Dennis Nielsen. You've reminded me of some terms I've forgotten about.
1: <laughs> so, go on then, hi, uh, have you ever,
0: like, had a... Have you ever had like a really bad coughing fit and your bass is like hurt and it feels like a hernia is about to happen? Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, that that's that's the thing. Your your peritone, your, your, uh, uh, your peritoneum is the bit between the balls and the ass. That's why it's referred to as the bass or your undercarriage.
1: I don't think so, Hobbit.
0: Yeah, that's that's your peritoneum. It's the space between the balls and the ass. I'm going to click it. It's also called a gooch, yeah, but it's a bass. That's a gooch to me, mate. A peritoneum is, is the serous membrane. Get you some gooch juice. It's- <laughs> Right, so that's the outside of it, but the peritoneum is also like um, it's it's the bit which cover it's the connective tissue which holds all your guts in place underneath the ribs, but the external bit, like like, actually between your testicles and your anus, is also called the peritoneum.
1: No, your peritoneum is the is the serous membrane forming the lining of the abdominal cavity.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, it. but also the bit between ah uh, okay i'm going to look what is the name for the bit of the body between the balls and oh, the hold on, hold
1: uh, It might be because it says the anal canal is the terminal is, is a retroperitoneal peritoneal structure but it's going to be the stomach, isn't it? Because he had bleeding from his aortic aortic thing, didn't he?
0: Well, yeah. Which to me sort of suggests that um, because it's, it's, it's the same with art-
1: blood, didn't it? Is that is that the problem?
0: yeah? That's it. It's the same artery. It's not the stomach. It's the connective. Hmm. It's the gap between the stomach and the yeah. um, uh, connective tissue, yeah. which is also something you can have after you've had s- surgery to remove the gallbladder. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: and you, know, you get all sort of like red claret leaking out your belly button. Yeah. Yeah. Fun that. Uh,
1: so I've got, some, I've got some fun bits to look through. Uh, we've got here... Uh, in, De- Dennis...
0: Fuck off. Oh! Okay, the gooch yeah. is also called the perineum. Perineum. I'm getting Neum. perineum. I mean, and... got it wrong
1: somewhere. Uh, made a oh, killing. Yeah. We bought Dennis Nielsen's murder home, where serial killers stashed twelve bodies under floor, and for a cut price, cut price. Uh, Crickle, Cricklewood flat, where the serial killer stashed twelve corpses under floorboards and burned them in the garden, has, has had a stunning grand design style makeover. So that's what he looked like then. So Melrose Ooh. Avenue, that was the first place he lived. So you can now see it in Melrose that, Avenue.
0: Wasn't that a sitcom? Oh no, it's called Melrose Place.
1: And it weren't a sitcom, it was uh it was it was the more adult so version proper. of Beverly Hills 902
0: Oh. Okay. Don't
1: ask me why I know that Hobbit.
0: Yeah. Um How come they didn't demolish his flat? Because they did that with Fred and Rose West's house.
1: Well they didn't do it back then, they you know, you just got on with fucking life back then, didn't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, because I would I would I wouldn't mind buying the house for forty quid or however much it went for. Yeah. Undaunted
1: undaunted first time buyers, Bruno and Matilde, were not pulled put off by his grizzly past and were transformed it into their dream dream home and now plan to start a family there. They even grow fruit and vegetables in the garden where Nielsen once burnt piles of corpses and rake break the bones into this. should be good soil that, shouldn't it, Hobbit? With all that uh, nitrates. and Is that nitrates, is it, dead bodies?
0: Yeah, you get nitrates, which thingy Nettles love, and you get a bit of phosphorus as well, which yeah. would come off gas as phosgene, phosgene gas.
1: Oh, not phosgene, fucking hell.
0: Yeah, yeah some more phosgene. Uh,
1: and also they're planning to host a World Cup barbecue this summer. Obviously, that was quite a while ago. Yeah, that's, uh, mm. that
0: garden's looking a bit better than it did, isn't it? <laughs> They should burn a couple of tyres on it just for old time's sake. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And that's that's what it used to look like. Uh, NHS manager Bruno, uh, why am I fucking not surprised by that? Admits many people were in a mile when they found out how much. when they found out the history, but he says it may have helped them get it for a good price. Uh, So that's what it looked like before, and that's what it looks like now. Looks like it's had a bit of an extension as well, doesn't it? Hmm. Oh, now the flat is unrecognisable after a complete refurbishment with concrete floors.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's probably not a bad idea.
1: Yeah, you don't want to be going under those.
0: Yeah, it's just like these floorboards can be replaced. I think.
1: Yeah, they're foreign. The flat history is secure, do they?
0: The flat's history is a curiosity, the couple say. It's an interesting story <laughs> to tell friends and colleagues when you're having cheese and wine.
1: <laughs> Here's a skull we found under the floorboards. It's a bit of a conversation piece.
0: Is this TFC or Bones from a Murdered Gay Lover?
2: Let's find out.
1: Like it. Look, look at those three cocky urchins. Look at the police
0: investigation. <laughs> No, who wants to have a nap in a bath of cold that kid, water? That kid on the
1: right. Oh no, we're doxing, <laughs> we're doxing kids again. Oh no. Um, oh look, no, no. That kid on that kid on the right's really fucking styling it. Look at his arm on his arm on the on the uh, on the chicken chicken wire, and then the other hand in the pocket. Thinks he's some sort of catalog model or something, doesn't he?
0: He's cruising, yes. Yeah. He wants to get groomed.
1: You don't want to be cruising in that area, do you?
0: Mm, that's all right. Dennis Nielsen doesn't live there anymore.
1: Oh, the wasteland, the wasteland behind, is now a car park for a nearby block
0: of flats. That's nice. Uh,
1: so the professional couple who asked us not to use their surnames bought the two bed flat in spring twenty sixteen. Well, it's not like nobody even knows where they live, is it? Uh, it's uh, bought the two beds flat in in twenty sixteen for four hundred ninety three thousand. Around ten percent less than similar properties nearby.
0: Well, it's not much of a of a deal, is it?
1: <laughs> uh, how about this for a line? The floorboards that one hit once hid, trussed up limbs and torsos are long gone. <laughs> In their place is a waterproofed, insulating concrete, covered by new wood flooring and an open plan living space that leads out into a bright, modern extension.
0: Donate to my entropy. The
1: kitchen where Nielsen carved up bodies on the stone slabs is now a smart study for French-born Matilda, who works for a private health healthcare company. What is it about foreign... I mean, do you just, do you just turn up with an accident, and you can get a job in the, fucking the, medical ways instantly?
0: The, the, I mean, that's the prerequisite to work in the NHS. It's like, uh, what's your nationality, UK? Bye, go, bye, go away. What's your nationality? Uh, not UK. Oh, well, welcome aboard. I don't have any qualifications and I hate demon people. We'll yeah. make you a surgeon. <laughs>
1: uh, so they've also moved internal walls to create a second bathroom and installed a new kitchen with sleek made to measure cabinets imported from Portugal. Uh, Bruno, whose architect's sister helped on the project, said we're very pleased with what we've achieved here. No one would guess from the outside what is inside. It's a lovely atmosphere and so much light. It's so quiet you could be in the countryside. So there you go. That's what it looks like now. That's what it looked like. Oh. That fucking grim then, didn't it? else interested in there Uh, what's the other one I found some bits with uh, oh there was a couple of pieces weren't there there was something about mums weren't there Uh, oh yeah these are the three types of mums uh, I would have to I can always do I'll do that on another episode Uh, oh
0: we got four minutes
1: I think I'll finish with the disturbing art by world's most notorious inmates. That's what I'll finish with. I think.
0: Oh, isn't Charlie Bronson drawn pictures of himself naked?
1: He does those weird things with the fucking knobs and UFOs and things. He? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're yeah. I think that's it. Uh, Charles Bronson reveals his talent for. Art. I, don't, I don't know if it's a talent as such. Do you think he's a talented mm. artist, artist Hobbit?
0: What, Charlie Bronson? Yeah. Uh he can draw better than I can.
1: Yeah, there's some fucking issues with it, isn't there? I mean what's that thing on the right? It's some bloke who's coming out of an egg with strings on his nose and he has <laughs> No, it's two he's got two faces. That is some weird that is some weird shit, that the Charles Bronson, isn't it? Because mm. isn't he Charles Salvador now as he changed his name? I think he's changed his name yet again, hasn't he?
0: I, I don't know.
1: Didn't he change
2: his name when he converted to Islam?
1: Oh, God, is
0: he? Oh, a well, he's some misery, is he now.
1: <laughs> we oh, It's just so weird, isn't it?
3: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, so... Britain's most violent lag is convinced that these nightmarish pictures will help set them set him free Charles Bronson, 66, <laughs> believes the disturbing drawings are his way out after 44 years behind bars Bronson said, I'm gonna get out my job is art the con who changed his name to Salvador in tribute to the art, artist Salvador Dali said okay. it's about rehabilitation, going out and earning a decent pound good honest living, I could do that in the art world
3: yeah, you
2: fucking yeah. slag! You fucking slag!
1: You don't wanna, don't wanna, don't wanna sell my painting. You can't. You fucking slag!
0: Cool, now put any fucking shit in the tape mod and buy my stuff.
1: It's <laughs> <Here's, here's> Dennis <laughs> Nielsen's, which looks like some fucking Illuminati piece. That it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh he's he's still an unrepentant puff to then, isn't he?
0: Very much so. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: J- John Wayne Gacy. Did you know um did you know that uh, Johnny Depp bought one of John Wayne Gacy's paintings?
3: <laughs> oh that's nice. Yeah.
1: Fuck it out, that's a bit of a wrong, isn't it, that one? The skulls. Oh, there's another it's Charlie lovely. Bronson one. Isolation Bronson 1314. Life. Porridge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's another one of his fucking weird things. Some hairy bloke with wings. Uh, he's got another <laughs> so one. Charlie, he's got um, think about Charlie Nichols, Doodles.
2: He? Charlie Nichols Doodles. And,
0: washing. and they fucking. <laughs>
1: He's, he's so he a good. What's that? What's that,
2: Nordic? In other words, Charlie just does like random doodles and then the guards tell him it's priceless artwork so they don't get the shit beaten out of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get you ready to go.
1: That's shit, Charlie. That's not fucking art,
2: mate. <laughs> he's getting knocked the fuck out.
0: Go, on, go
1: on then, Hobbit. Do do some amateur psychology on that. What's what's the fun thing with the eggs and the fucking ass washing and the?
0: <laughs> I, can't, I can't fucking tell you. All all I can think is is he's fucked up. Um, <laughs> the
1: boy ain't right. Wait,
0: look, it even says insanity question mark. So he, he knows like... Yeah, and the fact is, there are people that will buy this. So uh, there's the uh, be-
1: that's the Night Stalker that one, Richard Ramirez.
2: Nice was he the one that went on a game show uh,
1: yeah I think he is isn't he or is that Richard Chase I'll get the two mixed up
2: yes yeah. so Can't many serial killers it's
1: hard to keep up with at not minute
0: oh there's a drawing of Baphomet uh,
1: yeah that's uh, a bit fucking a pa- bit fucking passe from uh, thingy isn't it uh, how about this one, uh, John Sweeney? Do you know John Sweeney? Nordic? Pass. Killed two, two killed two girlfriends and threw him in a canal.
2: Ooh, sounds interesting.
1: That's an interesting little pattern on that fucking hammer in his pocket, isn't it? Fucking <laughs> out
3: the
1: scalper. Will we'll live and die. Something is a cheese. I don't believe religion or the fucking law. There are no rules. My life's an open door. <laughs> okay, you want mm-hmm. like an open door, but your cell doesn't have one. Uh, All Char- right then. Charming Rogers became, became became known as the Casanova Killer. He was jailed in 1995 in the US after being convicted of killing at least two people. He's suspected of more crimes. That's just some weird fucking dragon thing with crosses underneath Uh, Keith Jesperson killed at least eight women in the US that's a nice sunny bee out of all of them he seems like the most normal doesn't he (laughs) that's a parrot on a beach Uh, okay that's a bit weird (laughs) (laughs) I'll give him that one that's a bit weird people on spikes (laughs) and some fucking yeti is that a yeti with a sword on it's back <laughs> oh, and, that, and those sticks spell out Vlad, don't they? I just noticed that.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it, uh, even before I saw that, I was like, yeah, guys on spikes, it's Vlad the Impaler.
1: Yeah. Reggie Cray. You've seen one of Reggie Crays? Oh, God. Why is a giant, giant turnip grown next to that cake that's on the floor? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why don't you ask Reggie?
1: Can't mate, he's dead.
3: Uh
2: do a Ouija board That's we a find. Woodland scene. Okay, Reggie
3: <laughs>
2: Okay then
1: Reggie. <laughs> yeah, right, so that's that's us done.
2: Uh for another week. Yeah, another week, with,
0: with maybe more, yeah, Antarctica news. Spooky,
3: Spooky. Spooky. Spooky Antarctica. Spooky.